Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life, or lack of it, affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Elitsa Yelenich. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Pleasure Zone. It is an amazing Monday. We're having a fabulous weather, so whenever this gets um, listened to in the future, because this gets played several times, it could be the winter, and people will be like, you're having fabulous weather? How lucky are you? I had to mention the fabulous weather we're having. So um, today, I um, my show gave me the title at about quarter to seven this evening. I was like, oh, now you're letting me know what the show is about. So I'm going to have a little chat with my show this week so that I can have some topics up in advance to actually have people online listening in advance. Um, so those are all my... So then I was like going into a bunch of stuff around that. I had a bunch of expectations and projections I was throwing at myself. I was like, hey, well, isn't that cute? What if we do a show about projections, expectations, judgments, perceptions, and rejections? Then when I asked the show, hey, what else would you like added to this? My buddy Daria Hansen popped out like, bam. So how lucky am I that when I contacted her, she was like, all right, let's do this. So I am so grateful for you coming on today, Daria. And Daria is a certified facilitator for access consciousness. Um, She's also like a little sex pot. She's just like super sexy. So for anybody who, and I say that because it's true. And (laughs) for anybody who's like ever... um, seen her in person um you know sometimes she comes across a bit shy but this is all changing because i i've seen this woman now on video and she's creating videos that are getting more and more fabulous by the day and so she's got this um i'm being distracted in my room by my luggage being taken away from me um so She's got a some really great videos coming up, and the presence that she's being on the videos is such an invitation. So uh, if you haven't seen any of her videos, please find them. They're on Facebook, and they will be on YouTube, I believe, soon, too. If she doesn't know that, I do, because I'll be putting them there. So um, today we have a kind of interesting topic as... Uh, this week, actually, just in the last 48 hours, I've, um, with some of my clients that have come, there's been a theme of uh, women, mostly, who have had a lot of expectations uh, of their lovers, of their, like, people who they'd like to be in relationship, um, and then also vice versa, that there's been a lot of expectation placed on them. And in the last 48 hours, I know of, like, three relationships that have completely changed and um, so people would call them breaking up Um, so there's been like this interesting idea of now they think there's a separation so there's all this expectation projection separation and there's so much around that that is coming up 
Um, I was like, yes. And okay, so now you've, you're devastated. Like they're in this energy of being totally devastated about the separation or the rejection. And I'm like, wow. So is like any of that true or real? Um, and, and for so many people, it's like they're not really like willing to see beyond the separation. They make the separation incredibly real. And there's nothing um, that they're really willing to... There's quite a few people that are kind of going, yeah, no, separation's real. I'm like, so what if it isn't? And that is like a mind-blowing concept in itself. People. So this, these projections, expectations, judgments, rejections, and separations... There's so much information in here, so much so that actually Gary Douglas is doing, I think, a three-part telecall on it. I noticed somewhere today when I was posting something else, it was like, oh, wow, and Gary's doing a three-part telecall on specifically this. So, Daria, yes. uh, you'd never, you never have that show up in your world, right? You never have, like, expectations of anything. So. Right? It's amazing how you've uh, patched up on a few different areas of our life that projections and expectations and judgments and separations and rejections have huge effect on and like just to even quickly look at you mentioning my videos I haven't done videos for years I wouldn't like to be even videotaped as just a like a random act of video for my like just for my own record um, only because I had judgments of myself I had projections of how I was supposed to look like on the video and it's and when you take a video or you take a picture of anybody you actually capture all the judgments they have them of themselves and then the judgments that you project at them of how they're supposed to look at in the video and what they're supposed to be doing so there's like a bunch of gallop and galumping that happens with the judgments in the videos and that's why a lot of people don't like making them because they never show up the way you real in real life are and uh, so it was really cool to see how going beyond projections and beyond expectations of what you're supposed to say of how it's supposed to look how you're supposed to invite people to what you do and just be real the actual real you and how that changes the video and changes the result like the what it creates for people who watch it is amazing i watched the transformation in the one video you did from yeah it was like from trying to like be informative to like being you it was so amazing to watch that transformation um so i one of one of the a photographer that I work with, um, that if anybody's seen my picture on Facebook, uh, my friend Brenda Spielman does photo boudoir photography, and she took my photos. And she she actually will clear the camera beforehand, so she's done access, and she does she'll do all the clearings of the projections and expectations that you have and all that stuff uh, with the camera lenses, and then the photographs come out so, with such greater ease, too. So. We do that, and we do that with mirrors. I know that for a long time I didn't even have mirrors in my house because I didn't like myself. So never mind the video. Actually, listening to my own voice was very weird for me for a very long time. And it's been a year. It's actually um, last week was the anniversary of my show for a year. And so after a year of listening to myself, I, I actually 
don't hate listening to my voice anymore. <laughs> so it's really hilarious. I love that. So, yeah. And it's like, wow, I'm thinking like this is it is really cool to now be more in allowance of me and less judgment of me. Um and so how many of us are like so many things that we uh, just totally avoid uh because we have so many judgments and rejections of ourselves that if we were to choose it could just change our worlds like all the judgments you had about the videos like because we talked about it it was so funny so i'm like do you even get how phenomenally beautiful you are and like people would love to look at you even if you don't speak they'll just like to look at you they just be happy looking at you too and when you speak it's like wow bonus and that's what we so, do we do the separation using the judgments projections and expectations of ourselves and we do the rejection the same way. So literally, the separation and rejection are the results that are created by us doing the projections, expectations, and judgments of anyone yeah. or anything. It's like when you had a projection, well, you had an expectation that your show is supposed to give you a topic for the show way before That's right. the show. <laughs> well, what does it create? It creates frustration, it creates separation, it creates rejection, creates judgment and then it actually doesn't create the energy the generative energy in you your show and then when you step back and you look at it you're like wow i'm doing all of this crap over here Hmm, what can i create and you went into the question and who would be a contribution to this like who who would be fun for me to chat with you actually opened up a whole world of possibilities that was not available there before when you had an expectation and you had a projection that is not right. And Yes, nobody what, else ever does that. <laughs> no, not at all. But you, right? like you mentioned there's a lot of people breaking up right now and separating. Yeah. Well, oh, we just lost Daria for a second, but I'm sure we'll get her back. Um, so, Daria, if you can hear me, and I can't hear you. Uh, we will just like wait for you to come into a zone where we can hear you. So with the breakup of people, there is like there is a lot going on where people are kind of having a lot of expectations of each other. Um, so it's really funny that so one of the ladies that I spoke with this week, um, one of the things she said is, sh well, shouldn't he? want to have my back? Shouldn't he defend me? Shouldn't he this and that? And I said, well, okay, so what if he's not? And what else is possible? So I said, what would, what would actually your, what would it be like for you to have people in your life that you don't have an expectation of? What would it be like for you to just be present with them and not have an expectation of they're supposed to. They're supposed to do this. They're supposed to do that. Um, you know, I could expect my daughter to behave a certain way, uh, expect her to clean her room. I could get a lot of frustration out of uh, interactions with her. Uh, and, and I'd say that in the last little while, um, probably in the last year and a half, year and a half, two years, I've had less of that. Um, expectations of her and it's more about for me now stepping back and observing what works for her uh, and I actually have probably um, more allowance for her now than I did even when she was a baby 
so and what a gift that allowance is like where everything is just an interesting point of view and Dari is back hi darling so I was just saying about yeah a lot of the relationship stuff that people have been bringing to the table without expectations of their partner um, this weekend and it was like well he doesn't have my back and he's not defending me and he's not and there was a lot of that going on and I said okay so first do you have your back do you have your own back and then like number two is like if you didn't have an expectation, if you didn't have yeah, an expectation, expectation what would be? of what that means that he has your yeah, back. yeah. And when I did, it was like really extensive, like a lot of stuff. I'm like, wow. So what else is possible? And are you that for you? Exactly. It's a lot of times not that for us. And most relationships start without um, two people discussing the clarity of what things mean to them. What does it mean to you uh, for me to have your back? What does it mean to you for me to love you? What does it mean to you for me to trust you? Like, what do you see it as? How can Mm -hmm. I actually show to you so that you know? Because we all are brought up in different ways, and we all have different points of view on what those are, Mm -hmm. but we have an expectation that it's the same for everyone. Yeah, there, there's a book called something like The Four Languages of Love or something. Um, I never really read it, but, I've, you know, the concept of it has to do with, like, people's expectations of, like, love languages. And there's, like, you know, some people gift and some people do this. And, like, some people have multiple love languages or whatever they call it. So that, like, a lot of that has, like, so much expectation attached to it, too. Well, he's got the love language of gifting so if i gift to him he will love me and i think some of these books have even been set up to create even greater expectations of the person that you're with and i have read so many self-help books over the years and there's so many of them then um also have created a lot of labels like person is this and so then there's they have the all these behaviors and um this is what you can expect from an alcoholic okay and what else is possible, there isn't like a lot of room for change and choice when we have all these expectations in place. Exactly. And what if those books are great tools and you have to be in the question, is this tool actually the one I could be using with this particular person? Because I've read a couple of books and actually like some of them helped me to be with my husband at the time Mm. and it totally worked. And some of them didn't work at all with him. And some of them, those ones who that worked with him didn't work with other people. So it's like, what if we all were be like, were to be in the question of what works and be pragmatic and go, okay, well, there's no conclusion that there's one way to deal with anybody to create a relationship. And there is just the question, what is relationship to me? What is relationship to you? How can we create it together? What is, what's important to you? What's important to me? Like actually doing it as a most more like even like a partnership because you are you have to go to the clarity of all details just to make sure you don't have expectations and projections that people cannot meet. You can't expect something of a person that is not part of their world. That's yeah, that's so true. It's like having your basically it's a deal and deliver of your relationship. Like, hey, 
this is what I can deliver, you know, here's the deal and deliver. It's an interesting approach. I actually, my brother, before he got married, had, um, he had deals and delivers in place and he actually had people negotiating deals and delivers. It wasn't like lawyers doing um, prenups or something, but there was like, um, dealing delivers on like what they could emotionally be for each other, like what my sister-in-law's expectations were of the future, what my brother's expectations were of the future. Mind you, they had like a very most interesting relationship that most people don't won't choose, um, and and it works really well for them. So they and they always have these negotiations that are like business negotiations. So. Um, in some ways, I kind of admire their, it is really pragmatic. Like, let's look at what needs to be dealt with. It's like a business. And how are we going to, like, what approach is going to work for us? So, um, and, you know, they have, for them, they require something um, as a common factor to be able to be in relationship with each other. And that's not always true for everyone. Um, like, I have very little in common with my lover, uh, yet it's probably one of the most fun so far um, relationships that I've chosen. It's just far more expansive. He's very different in so many ways than I am. And so for me, it's like, wow, cool. I like who you be because you, you kind of like are different than me. And all the people that I ever dated that were very much like me, uh, pretty much drove me crazy because my stuff was in my face all the time. <laughs> Uh, and now it's a little different. I, I do uh, a lot more clearings on it, and it's just more ease. So that also that expectation of having to have something in common with a person in order to relate to them. I've noticed that as a as a sort of thing that people have too. Is like, well, if I don't have this, in, if I don't have anything in common with you, how could I ever have a relationship with you? And you can, right? So what else is possible beyond that that common thing that people look exactly. for? Exactly. So um, we were designated for break about three minutes ago. So we'll go to break now and we come back. We'll talk more about projections, expectations, judgments, separations, and rejections. How's it get any better than that? Sounds good. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show, with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. 
The bones is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? What does optimal cell health mean? And how can you create it? Pulsed electromagnetic field therapy by Swiss Bionics can improve your well-being in every area of your life. The PEMF mat stimulates cells to move and create space between cells for optimal cell function. How does it get better than that? Use two to three times per day for eight minutes will improve circulation and immune function. Cell metabolism and repair begins and mobility also will increase. Do you desire better health? If you're interested or would like a session, call 613-473-3805 or in Toronto. Call or text 416-253-1617. Monthly rentals start at only $300 per month. Is now the time to choose Optimal Cell Health? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić, and today my friend and guest is Daria Hansen, and she's on, and we're talking about projections, expectations, judgments, rejections, separations. When we went to break, I was um, remembering, um, tapping into the energy of, like, what where can we go with this, and one of the things that came up was um, a question that somebody had asked me on the weekend, and I know what my response was, but I just wondered, um, what's your awareness on, so the woman said to me, what, uh, so what do you do? Like, how do you have a relationship without an expectation? Like, what do you do with that? How, do you not have to expect things from somebody? Because how else do you create a relationship? She was, like, for her, everything about relationships was based on expectations of others. I was like, wow, I actually know I've done that. So, um, so Daria, what what kind of um, energy do you get on that? Like, what would you what would you suggest to people as a tool outside of expectations? How and like, what are some ways to create a relationship with somebody? You know, a very actually amazing question. Um, the projections and expectations and judgments. Uh, I think are done to create control for you to, con- mm-hmm. to control where the relationship goes, make sure that the relationship is still maintained or created. And in this reality, most relationships are maintained more than created. You create, 
your relationship or the dating um, phase of your relationship, but not really in the relationship phase where you're already settled. And just recently, I was asking a, um, a question to Gary, and I said, well, how do you control to create more? Because there is mm-hmm. no control done in certain situations to make sure that you are there where you would like to be. And he said to me, Dari, you have to control from awareness. So if you look at your relationship and go, where would I like this relationship to be? What would I like this relationship to be? How would I like this relationship to be? Uh, And look at this energy and go, okay, well, what does it take to have this kind of relationship. And then keep on asking questions. And that is the control from awareness rather than control from, okay, I want this relationship to be A, B, and C. And to get A, B, and C, I need to make sure that he does A, B, and C. And I do A, B, and C. And it becomes predictable. And also, anytime you expect anything on of anything, of anyone, what is created is um, as a resistance. Mm-hmm. Most of us don't like to be told what to do. So yeah, never. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. And it's interesting because I actually used the don't tool on my kid today. She was so incredibly grumpy and sad and furious and just was, it was cranky. And I said to her, don't be happy. Don't be happy. Don't smile at me. Don't be joyful. It didn't take me more than three times saying that, and she was laughing and giggling for half an hour. She could not stop, and she stopped being serious for the rest of the day. And I looked at that, and it's I a didn't great think it, was, it is. I didn't think yeah. it would work on me, and but I was in the same space myself, so she was actually picking up on me. I took her out of that space, but I was still stuck in that space. So a friend of mine over, over Skype texted me. She was like, well, don't don't laugh right now. No, no, stop. And I did not stop laughing. So, but when there is a projection that you're supposed to be happy, you're supposed to be joyful when you work, when you have great relationship, when you have a great family, you actually go in this opposite res- like space of resistance. And what if you could manipulate your lover, your partner, your um, husband, your boyfriend with, you know what, don't ever give me flowers. I will not like that. And you know what, that does work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying. So what if you actually use (laughs) projections and expectations and twisted them into don't do that? And then you actually don't have that projection. It actually becomes just the energy of what you would like, possibly in your space, in your world. But it's not a projection or expectation or separation in your world anymore. It's just an energy. It's nothing they can resist, nothing they can reject and separate from. Yeah, way more fun than the, he should be buying me flowers and doesn't he want a romance? Yeah, so definitely Guys, definitely don't get your ladies flowers or diamond rings or new vehicles. No, they will not definitely give you not going to work. Job. No. <laughs> Blowjobs that could change your world. <laughs> so definitely don't do that. 
But it, there is also this idea of an expectation I get in a world that if I do something for her, she has to do something for me and vice versa. And that's a give and take rather than the gift of gifting and receiving where you giving the flowers or you're making the dinner for your lover or giving him a blowjob is actually the gifting and receiving the simultaneity of it where it's pleasure for you to be that and do that for them and you don't expect them to come back with anything greater or of the same value. And most people actually expect something of the greater value than even the same value. And then that also stops the relationship and stagnates them and destroys them because then it's always like, well, if I give her a one-carat diamond ring right now, then in five years I have to make create something bigger and give her like two carat diamond <laughs> so it's like there's this expectation of going greater and bigger all the time and guys are scared of that what if I can't afford it um, there's a projection of that and then the same with the girls what if I can't top off my last low job I'm not sure maybe he will not like it anymore maybe then he will go and see someone else like there is this expectation and destroys the relationship. What if we didn't have that? And we're wondering, like, what would be nice and kind and gentle gift that will make this person happy and not create any expectations in their world? So if a person is actually receiving the gift, um, truly receiving it, uh, is there any expectation in their world or is it just receiving and they're like, wow, I just received that. And there's like then no expectation of having to gift back or what the next time is going to look like. It's truly being present and receiving in that moment. And that's the most beautiful gift you can ever be to anyone. And I, I personally haven't often experienced that. And just recently there's more and more of that in my world. And it started with my birthday when a friend of mine gave me a gift that was quite expensive. And I I totally received it. And I, for the first time, didn't think that I had to give something back, that I had to do something. It was just like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And with that energy, that person's world opened up as well. And it it's just the simultaneity of the gift and receiving that I mentioned before, that is a beautiful space. And you would like to create more of that in the world, whether with that person or not. Over suddenly, that becomes your new space of functioning from. That's, yeah, exactly. So the... Having those expectations, so I love that the getting receiving the gift and just having it be like such a space of like expansion for you, like the gift actually expanded your life. You know, whether it it may have even you know energetically increased money flows in business, and that's just like a side effect because you having the expectation of gifting something to somebody and it will change their life also is is going to be a kind of heavy duty and. And I've had people do that with me with body work where it's like they have this expectation and projection like, oh, you're going to think that what I'm doing is amazing and fantastic and so you're going to like love me. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe not. And 
what if there didn't have to be this pressure? Like, what space can you be? So projecting that onto your lover, too, like, oh, I'm going to give you the best blowjob ever is like, that's a lot of pressure on you and pressure on them to receive the best one ever. And they don't even know what that is for them. And it also exactly. stops them like, you will be the best and there'll be nothing better after. And so, that's scary. Yeah. What if something happens to you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there's, and, there's like, so many at, ways we do this. Yeah, and look at the like at the sex that you've had with with anyone. Was the best sex you've had yet planned and expected and projected at how it's supposed to be? First, he takes my he unzips my dress and then he gently and and slowly takes my stockings off and he unwraps me as a gift and blah 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 or like you have all those projections and expectations and planning in your head or was it the sex that just happened you just created this way the way it was flowing following the energy it's like oh no right now is the shoes and right now is the necklace and right now is I don't care if I have a dress on. I just want to kiss you all over. So it's like it's that spontaneity that we all love that creates more excitement, but then yet we are so reaching out for the expectations and projections and judgments to create the um, the comfort of security. The and security, security is is security real, people? <laughs> And just, like, check on that. Like, is security real for you? Like, what is security for you? For me, I, I, the more change that shows up in my life, the more happy I am. And that's what I would call security. I'm secure in the idea that there's going to constantly be change. Not that there's going to be stagnation. Exactly. It's It's knowing that things will be different. And when you know that, you're aware of all energies at all times, and you can act accordingly. But if you have an expectation of something, then you cut off your awareness of everything else possibly happening, occurring around you, and you are actually at the effect of all those occurring and not the creator of your life. So for everybody who wonders, like, what is the creator of your life? Like, we haven't really spoken about that much at all on this show, actually, being the creator of your life. It's funny. Maybe we have uh, not directly, but sort of indirectly we do. So being the creator of your life, can you give them uh, a few little tips or tools or even how you've created your life? Yeah, it's it's a huge topic. It needs a show of its own. Yeah, it but doesn't. <laughs> uh, well, creator of your life means that, first of all, you recognize that everything that you have in your life, everything you be, every person you have in your life, you have created it. There is nothing that ever happened to you. There is no experiences that just occurred. You have created every single moment of your life, whether you like it or not. And once you acknowledge it, you actually claim that potency and power you have that now will allow you to change those places that don't work for you. 
because the, as long as you're saying that this happened to me, this occurred to me, you're actually giving the power to something else outside of you. And of course, you can't change those places, man, because you don't have power to do that. But if you claim that power, over suddenly you have a big picture of what is happening. You aware of you are aware of all the elements that are going on in your life, and you go, oh, okay, well. This education over here, okay, well, I'm not happy about it, but I created it. I actually followed what my parents told me or what my friends told me that I should be doing because I was talented in that. But I hate this thing. Okay, well, cool. Now that I recognize that it's not the fault of my parents or my friends or anybody else who influenced me that I thought of that in that way, um, now what can I do with that education that would make me happy? Or with the relationship, oh, the relationship fell apart. Well, if you claim that, okay, well, where did I actually leave this relationship before the relationship fell apart? It takes two to create. So if one of, first, uh, uh, it's both people who actually have to somehow uh, stop contributing to the creation of a relationship. And then you claim that part is like, oh, okay, well, I stopped doing this and I stopped being aware of these pieces and I stopped acknowledging the person and I stopped contributing to the person. Okay, well, this is cool. Now that this relationship fell apart, I'm not going to fix it. This is probably not going to work, but I'm going to create a different relationship while being aware of all its elements that I stopped being aware in the previous relationship. And the way you're, you start creating your life is like, what do I actually desire in my life? What do I desire as my life? And walk around and see what in other people's lives you would like to have, What, whether you like the joy, whether you like the luxury, whether you like the spontaneity, the adventurous living, the comfort, whatever that is. And so you pick those elements that you like around you, and then you go, okay, well, this is what I'd like my life to be. What does it take to create it? And the biggest, biggest step, the most important step in that is to get clear on what you desire. Once you are clear on what you desire, you can actually ask questions and make next steps to create that. And um, by asking questions, I'm, I'm asking you to follow the lightness. Every time you ask a question and something shows up in your life, that has the energy of that question. It's like, what do we take from my life to be more luxurious? And then you're talking at the coffee shop for someone else, and that energy is matching your life being luxury, more luxurious. Be more aware of that and, and ask yourself, okay, well, what is possible here? Do I need to like, do I need to connect with this person on a more different level? Or is this person just energetically bringing that energy of luxury in my life more? Like, ask and you shall receive is the most underestimated tool in the world. And asking means asking questions. Ask for what you desire. Ask what it takes to create. And be willing to be and do whatever it takes to have that and be that. And unfortunately, projections and expectations and separations and judgments and rejections are in the way of us being that and having that. When you don't have any expectations, anything in the world can contribute to you. When you don't have any projections, 
everything in the world can contribute to you. When you don't have any separation, the same thing happens. Because even the trees, even the flowers, the dirt on the road, everything is willing to contribute to you. And if you're willing to receive that contribution, what could be possible? I went on and I know on. that I, I love that. I just love your rant, so I just let you go. I'm like, hey, she's following the energy. Let her rock. It's awesome. <laughs> with with um, you're talking about the trees and the plants and everything contributing to us, and we've we've had a few shows where we've done like exercises and having everything to contribute to us. So if you guys are wondering like, what is that like? Um, please check in the archives. There's a lot of shows with a lot of exercises on having. Um, the earth contribute to you and everything and everyone contribute to you. Um, there was one by Melanie Clampett called uh, Receiving More in Sex and Life, I think we called it, and she did a few exercises on there. So with uh, that, the whole thing with objections, expectations, judgments, rejections, and separations, I was going into, like, what is it that, um, you know, all the, like, I was like looking at like where did I get created and what did we create these things for? Is was it to stop us from being, stop us from creating? Like where like what is this? Like we we chose to create projections, expectations, judgments and rejections. Um and somehow we implemented it on the planet like it was the end all be all of how to relate to people. And like what else is possible? that we can create now that we have an awareness that this is something that's like kind of everywhere like it i know very few people who don't do that projections and expectations i think maybe gary douglas uh, does it less than anybody i know Um, but pretty much like everybody else i know does a lot of the projections, expectations, judgments, rejections, and separations. So if we weren't operating from that space and we were operating from receiving and having everything contribute to us, what would the world and the planet look like? That is a great question. And let's keep on asking that and keep on choosing that energy of no projection and expectation and separation. And what if one of the things that we could be doing every day, um, whenever we remember, is like, well, how do I do any projection, expectation, or separation here? Do I do any judgment here? Do I reject anything here? And pug, like, and just go, you know what? I'm gonna stop that. What can I? Yeah, do and you can just choose. Yeah, it's choice trumps everything. You can just choose to yeah. not expect and project and reject and separate from anything. Just. Am I doing that? I am. Can I choose differently? Yes, I can. <laughs> Choice is and phenomenal. And what can I choose differently now? Yeah. One of the questions that I heard recently was like, "What? Um, what choice? Uh, like, what can I choose that will actually allow this to show up with ease?" And I like, like, what choice can I choose that will allow me to live beyond? Um, the projections, expectations, rejections, and separations. And we all know that there is a world beyond these elements. And what if we ask the question, what do we know that only we know that we could choose now? I don't know, this question is giving good thumbs. Yeah. But, But there is no, like some people go, well, there is separation in this question because 
you're asking, what do I know that no one else knows? That's separate. Well, no, because once no. you get to know what you know, you get to contribute to the to knowing everyone. of everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a little light bulb goes off in a room, and then everybody else's light bulb goes. It's like, so I did the electricity. I, like, I wired my house. Because that's what you do, right? You destroy your house and then you learn how to wire. So I was under getting to like some understanding of how electricity works, you know, with series and sequence and like how you turn that on. But it's like that when you turn on a, like sometimes when in when you're wiring something and electricity goes to one light bulb, that electricity keeps going and it turns on all the sequence of all the other light bulbs in the room if you set it up that way. So uh, to me, it's like the universe is actually set up in that way that it's like one thing turns on and then everything else turns on too. Like your light bulbs turn on and then it's like you become super bright and everybody's like, wow, what is that shining light? And then just you being shining light is like the electricity that turns on their shining lights. Yeah, be the joy, be the happiness. It's really hard to be sad and mis- mi- yeah, um, I can't find a word word anymore. That miserable, miserable. Miser- yeah. Yeah. My daughter tried this evening just before I got on the radio show, and my daughter was playing the same thing your daughter was playing with being miserable. So I offered to put a dirty diaper on her head, and then it was all good. And then I was like, we don't have a dirty diaper. So first we have to travel back in time, get your dirty diapers, then I can stick it on your head, and then we're good. Then you can sit there like miserable with a pile of poop on your head. (laughs) She was done then. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Generally when I involve diapers, she's done. (laughs) The energy that I've noticed in what you did with the diaper is you used something that she doesn't expect. She doesn't yeah. have a judgment or can project at it. So that's what changed the energy of it, too, where she couldn't resist it or reject it. All she could do is laugh at it. <laughs> and it's fun, right? So how many ways can you actually use things that are really... Like, your creativity your um, ingenuity, the things that are maybe ludicrous to other people, can you utilize them as a manipulation to change um, situations? Like, what do you know? So Mario was asking, like, what do you know that's different than anybody else knows? Like, the way that uh, I parent my daughter and the language I use with her is different than the way Daria parents Sophia because we both have different beings that we're working with and that we're facilitating and so they acquired different information at different times, right? So my response to my daughter would be very different than your response to your daughter. So what do you know? And what do you know for you? What do you know for your family, for your friends? Um, And everywhere that you do these expectations and projections onto people, if what if you just took 10 steps back from all your expectations and who would you be? What would you be? What would you choose without all your projections, expectations, judgments, and rejections? It's like, wow, without my expectations, projections, judgments, separations, and rejections, 
who would I be and what would I choose? There's, it's like, and, whoa, right? Like, who am I? And there's another thing, that, um, like, w- with the type of parenting or type of relationships that we all have, one thing might work in a, on a, in a particular situation, and then we tend to conclude that this will work every time. And mm-hmm. that's the expectation that destroys the future possibilities, because in some situations, this exact tool will not work. But you have an expectation that it does. You go with that expectation. It doesn't work. You are upset and disappointed. And the other person is also not receiving what they would like to or can receive from that situation. So being in the question is going beyond the expectations and separation and judgment and rejection. And I'm, like, looking forward to knowing, to hearing what Gary has to say about all this in the mm-hmm. free telecall that he's starting because... Like, what I can get to, what we can get to, is, I feel like, is barely scratching the surface of what's available with all of this. And it's amazing. Like, I'm so grateful that this this tele-show is about this topic, because at least we can invite people to look at the whole life, the world, beyond um, these elements that don't create our life, they actually destroy. Yeah, and all the, absolutely. And so I have my dad visiting right now, and this has been fun. Um, It's only been a few hours, and it's been very fun. And there's, it's been really interesting for me to be space um, with, like, expectations of, well, you know, I have diabetes, thus I need to eat at this time and this time, and this needs to be done and this needs to be done. I'm like... Okay, what can you do for you? Because right now I'm doing something else. <laughs> so there's uh, like a lot of, and, and there's been a lot of that on me my whole life from so many people. And then, of course, I've put that onto other people. So I'm really excited for the whole, all of this to be, uh, and to choose, for me to actually choose beyond that more frequently than I am right now. Like, what if I could choose beyond that to be my new reality um, instead of it being something that I tap into once in a while when it's required because the situation requires it? Um, uh, It would be really, uh, for me, it would be really fun to even just explore what it would be like to actually live without projections, expectations, judgments, rejections, conclusions as well, and computations. Like, what would it be like to choose that, to choose being, because that for me is like choosing being. And we have about three and a half minutes left, and Daria has some amazing things coming up um, for everybody who loves to travel and would like to travel to Kelowna. She has a bars and foundation class coming up. That's next week. So for anybody yeah. who would is like excited to go for a travel, um, Daria, can you give them the dates of that? And then for the benevolent leadership call as well, oh. which is br- like super brilliant. And I feel like going, oh, the I'm world is about to change. <laughs> yeah, Bar's class is um, on July 24th and uh, it's an eight hour class and it will be in a beautiful Kelowna with a lot of heat on the lake and then the foundation classes july 27 26 
And the Benevolent Ca- uh, Leadership Book Club that is starting on July 21st, I am so excited speaking about going beyond projections and expectations and separations and judgments because I judge myself as not big enough of a business to even think of being a benevolent leader. And after watching the Unlocking Benevolent Leadership um, class and the evening class with uh, Chukitsa and Stephen Bowman and Gary Douglas, I realized we all are CEOs of our corporations of our lives. We all can choose to be the benevolent leaders we truly are. We just need to start looking at ourselves as big as we are rather than thinking we're these little small ants wandering around and our creations don't matter. What can we choose and how big can we choose that will create what we desire in our lives? And that's what benevolent leadership is inviting to. And I'm so thrilled about doing this book club and everybody is welcome to join the eight weeks. Um, and we will get together online over Google Hangout, and you guys will get an MP3 uh, recording of the Google Hangout, as well as the clearing loops that we will use. Um, and I say we, as Crystal Crawford, a friend of mine, and I, um, who came up with the idea of a book club. It's $175, and we will be happy to have you on. And if you'd like to contact Daria for that, you can friend her on Facebook. So Daria Hansen, I believe she's the only Daria Hansen on Facebook. And, yes, you, <laughs> and you can friend me. There are several Milica Yalaniches, however, I am the cutest one on Facebook. So you can yes, friend you me are. too. Yes, you have amazing, <laughs> intense eyes that I cannot stop staring at. I love you, and I'm like, oh, you just made me feel all super giddy inside. Like, um, I won't talk about it right now, but you know, you got the energy. So, <laughs> you just turned my body on. Thank you. And so, we got 26 seconds to go. You can friend me, and I will hook you guys up with links to the Benevolent Leadership uh, Book Club. And like, what will that create for the planet? Is what I'm like. How many of us who do you run our own businesses? And even if you don't, guess what? You can be a benevolent leader. It doesn't require you to be um, a business owner to be the CEO of your own reality. Yeah, a benevolent leader is the person who is willing to look at possibilities, choices, contribution, and questions. And Thank you, Daria. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in.